Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started How you feeling, mate? I'm feeling pretty well. Um, just having a little bit of a, a sleepy weekend, I guess. Uh, are we? Where are we at with the renovations? Are we finished? Not finished. Um, I'm actually down in down in the OC this weekend, escaping. I'm in the belly oh, of the I beast. See. Well, uh, what's the vibe at Starbucks? I did not go to Starbucks. I went. I went to a juice place. I went to. I went to Whole Foods. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like Long Beach and Orange County and all those places. They're just. I can't put my finger on what it, what it is. It's just, you know, they're so close, but they're just not there. And I don't know if they ever will be. But does it feel funny, like walking around? Are you getting like vibed out if you have a mask on, or is it pretty like left alone? No, I mean, I would say. Well, I've we've been in we've been in Long Beach, which is a lot more liberal yeah. and diverse than than other parts of Orange County for sure. So there are, you know, it is it's a fully, you know, pretty normal vibe in that way. Um, you know, similar to LA. We have not spent any time in Huntington where it's a whole lot different. <laughs> but it is like, I can't really be here for more than a day or two before I just start losing my shit. I mean, it makes Glendale look like fucking Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a pointed shot from a lifelong Los Angeles resident. I feel like you've been in Orange County a lot lately. Do you have anything you want to tell me or, or has it just been circumstance? It's it's just been like visiting my our families is all it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, you know it's interesting because New York is feeling good right now actually, um, compared to a lot of the rest of the the country. But you're are you're not in New York, are you? No, but I'm just pointing right, it right, out. Right. You mean just you know from social media it feels that way. Yeah, well, and and well, facts also, but yeah, social media. Um, it's it's just like. Uh, it's interesting to see that happen because I remember some LA residents being like, New York is so fucked. It's so crazy. And now I just, I feel like it's a little flip, bro. <laughs> um, I, I think it, it is a little flipped, but I think at this point there's no real like 
who, yeah, who's yeah, doing a good that. or a bad job. I think just America as a whole has done a bad job, and now, now the uh, the consequences are are surfacing. We, you know, like we are not. These going vacations to be, are canceled, bitch. No Greece this summer. Be, the, Ibiza is off the table. You had to cancel all your gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, I've I haven't done much reading on it, but it, you know, it says that you know Europe is just kind of closing Americans. July out. July first, they're like, nah, we're straight. But I mean, I, I again, I just don't know how this stuff actually works. Like, if you show up, are they literally like turn around, or is there like a conversation to be had if you get like a a cool border agent. I know those are, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder how, because they're all, there's all these different, like, you know, uh, caveats to all everything where it's like, Oh, essential worker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so it's like, mm-hmm. I wonder, I mean, obviously if you show up with fucking sunscreen on your nose, and you're like, yeah, I'm hitting the beach. They're going to be like, now turn <laughs> around. But you know, I wonder if you're, if you're smart about it, if there is a way to, to penetrate. If you can just just slide uh, slide TSA a crisp twenty and say it's all <laughs> yeah. it's all good, I know that um, I'm legally banned from international travel. But <laughs> just let me let me cruise, bro. It's all it's good. all it's all good, baby. Come on, it's summer. You I, know what I'm saying? You I got... think um, you know there used to be a time when I could sweet talk somebody into giving me uh, an exit row seat upgrade, and that does not happen anymore. So I don't know if the uh, can I book a flight that is illegal? Um, oh, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure. I'm sure you can still book a flight. The airlines will take your money. The airlines are down <laughs> and take the money. They don't give a fuck if you get in or not. That ain't their problem. That's a good I'm point. Sure, well, I'm, I'm happy to say that Delta, my preferred partner uh, in the air, <laughs> ha- has not. Has my preferred some of these other- partner in the air? <laughs> yeah, some of these other little broke boy airlines, American and United, they're just packing the planes now. Delta's like, now nah, we're still keeping those middle seats empty. Wow, those guys are. I mean, it's just amazing what they're doing, keeping the middle seats empty. So, <laughs> hey, hey man, look, the social look, distancing gotta... of six feet is mo- is now you know six inches, and it's all good. <laughs> Did you see that picture of the guy in the in the Make America Great Again hat asleep on the plane with the mask yeah. like on his eyes? As, that's as a sleep mask. Poetic, amazing shit. See, that's. I mean, like if 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 Karen is getting like physically removed from a Trader Joe's in North Hollywood for not wearing a mask. Like how is a TSA official or like a sky marshal or, a you know, a flight attendant or a pilot or any of these people not being like, Hey bro, you have to put your mask on your face like an adult and not over your eyes or else you can't be on the plane or like, I'm sure. That, I mean, look. I'm sure. I, look, I'm sure that guy's a fucking bozo. But I'm sure somebody told him. But they couldn't tell him until he did it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like that's true. Somebody, that's true. Somebody, somebody could have caught the flicky while he's like fucking sawing logs. You know. I mean, just coach. imagine what it would be like. Like if I was sitting next to that fucking guy and he, I saw him do that. I would be so excited to get the flick that I would be willing to put my life at risk. <laughs> yes, I'd be like, no, 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 no! Don't put it on yet. I don't put it. On. Let me wait. Let's get let's get out of these clouds before my lighting can get better. <laughs> Hold on, portrait mode's taking a second to load. If you can just give me, you can just give me a little oh, bit of time. I knew you were portrait hive. No, you know I that it never, takes a little bit longer to load. Go I on. would I would never use portrait mode. That shit is trash, bro. We ain't. You know, now that I got this new computer, though, things are looking up for me technology-wise. So okay, so you got <sighs> so now all of 
you you're uh, you went from a MacBook Air to a MacBook Air, and now you'll be able to use Twitter <laughs> better. Is that what's going on? Look, man, I, I don't. You know, new technology, a new machine, especially so. Jay, Jay, my partner, in public announcement handled it all and just sent it to me and I opened it and it was ready to work. Like I, I didn't miss a beat. It was fully set up for me and it looked just like my old computer. Right. That's, so that's, that's what happened. Glove. <laughs> mm. Jay, glove I know you're listening to this. Don't do this shit for Chris. All right. Just, <laughs> you're, you're, you're babying him. And when he's ready to, to grow up and get out into the world on his own, he won't have the, the skills to to make it alone. Well, I th- I think what you're missing here is that that Jay likes to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not it, it's it's both pleasurable for him and pleasurable. Did for he me. did he like put a little chocolate on on top? Uh, no, and give but, you a little treat. And, uh, no, but he put some he put some stickers, my contact information on the bottom, just in case it gets lost. Oh wow! I mean, literally. All I had to all I had to do was scan my like thumbprint, you know, because that's the new way you open the computer. Mm-hmm. So he already put it, the he put the supreme sticker on there and everything and it's he, all yeah, just like the old one. That's great. Yeah, he put yeah, exactly. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he put a, put a supreme sticker on the front and the bottom so you know it's me. Um but the no, it's I had that key that shitty keyboard, like Apple's biggest mistake and it actually sucked. And I had it replaced by like a year ago and it still sucked. Mm-hmm. So it's like actually I don't care about having a new computer in, unless there's like a real issue where it doesn't work, and then I, I need it. So, so the new keyboard on the new MacBook Air is is clacking, clacking sufficiently for you. It's clacking as hell, boy. Okay. It, yeah, it, it go click clack when my fingers tickle. Okay, wonderful. So you we're able to get finally get that novel finished. It, yeah, exactly. That's what we were waiting on the the memoir coming twenty twenty five now mm-hmm. that I that I've got the got the proper keyboard. <laughs> uh, but but no, it's just you know it's always nice to, to get new technology. You know, um, sure. even even as a luddite, it, it helps. I'm envious. Um, well, you need a bigger you need a bigger boy than me. Yeah, the I mean you know I'm doing audio editing. I'm I'm making Instagram stories graphics. Like I, d- I demand real horsepower for my rig. You need, you need, you need your shit to be overheating. You know what I mean? Um, I'm making you know what it is. Food posts. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, it's it's a lot. Um, um, I have a I have a Adobe membership. It's it's it's, it's popping. <laughs> I, that's the one thing I thought he may bless me with was an Adobe membership just for just for shits and giggles. But <laughs> did, that didn't that didn't make it. That would have been a good prank. <laughs> Um, yeah, when you when you finally come to California soon, there's going to be a lot of pranks coming your way, buddy. I can't wait. There's a lot of stuff uh, I've been meaning to do, but it kind of <laughs> it doesn't translate well virtually. So we really need that IRL experience. I can't wait, bro. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just just touch down, get my COVID test, hit the. I got a trainer lined up. Oh, um, yeah, I'm actually getting a COVID test tomorrow. I'm just I've in time told- for you. I've been told it hurts a little. Really? Yeah. I talked to Ben Edgar yesterday. He's like, the boy is negative, but damn, it, it tickled. It hurt a little. Oh, he got the rich guy test. Um, well, I, I, I plan to get the rich guy <laughs> test, too. I thought, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know there was a difference. Well, they have they have one where you just... The Repido? Where the, the, there's one where you s- just swab the inside of your mouth with a Q-tip, and then there's one... That is a little. It's a little more invasive, yeah. Where you get a little tickle. 
just like my plastic surgery, I like to keep it topical and not invasive. So <laughs> I can wait. I can wait an extra day. You know what I mean? It's not. It sure, ain't that sure, serious. Sure, sure. It ain't that serious. But that's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually. I was. I was going to do it here, but then yeah, it made more sense to do it once I got there. Yeah, and you know, just like Joe Rogan, if if we're going to be in the same city podcasting together, potentially in the same room, we're going to have to get you tested. Bitch, you're gonna have to get tested. Like, it, don't act like this is on me. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're going to Whole Foods in Orange County, bro. That's, ris- that's risky. That's riskier than me getting on the plane. Don't worry, don't worry. All the people in Orange County, nobody goes to Whole Foods. They don't even know that's what a, it is. That's a, that's a good. <laughs> it's a goddamn ghost town. No, like I, when I went, the, this is this is painting you the picture of of SoCal lifestyle. I went in there. And they have like the snack bar, like lifestyle lounge area, yeah, where yeah. like you know you can get like a a draft beer or like a kombucha float or something like that. Yes. Um, and they have TVs, and the TVs oh. were were playing a rodeo competition. <laughs> Bro, what the I'm fuck? You, this what? ain't Arkansas. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a rodeo competition in fucking. Before I they go throw the frisbee around in Long Beach, Jason. Jason, I think unfortunately that's where you're wrong, and that's why it's hurting you so deeply. Is the reason it's up there is because somebody does want to watch it, and I mm-hmm. think that the fact that Orange County, your birthplace, and the South, my birthplace, are becoming interchangeable is both scary and bring us closer together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bonded by <laughs> racism. Uh, <laughs> Well, this this is a subject that I would like to get into more with with our guest, who can probably offer insights that we cannot. Yes, um, our guest today is uh, Matthew Schnipper, um, Big Schnip, who Big Schnip, who is uh, the former executive editor of Pitchfork. Uh, he was editor in chief of the Fader. Uh, an editor at the Verge and GQ. This motherfucker's really gotten around. You Dude, know what I mean? The guy um, edits. The guy edits hard as hell. Um, but he's been writing a lot of good stuff lately. He wrote this great thing for GQ about naming his son after Henry Rollins, uh, which even piece. though I don't, I don't have children, I am a fan of Henry Rollins. Um, and he also just, just did a big piece on Haim, who I've decided I'm a fan of because the new record is really slapping. Um, it's a big turnaround for you. Big turnaround. Well, I was never not a fan, but we'll get into this with him. Let me give him a call. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Later. Later. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... 
our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. and uh, Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash how long. Nice. Hey, what's, how's what's it going? good? Good man, sorry. We we you know this we we've had a lot of difficulties during this this yeah, uh, sure. logging on process with others, so don't feel too bad. No, iPhone SE is from uh, is is not not really is not not working for this. This is my first time using AirPods right now. What? Uh, yeah, it's you could borrow my wife's AirPods because my wow. my auxiliary cord does not work on such a big fancy phone i'm i'm impressed with your lack of technological development <laughs> yeah this is funny <laughs> how many you- uh, how many podcasts are you doing on a weekly basis matt oh um how many podcasts I, uh, this is the second podcast i've ever done okay what what was what was the first one i i don't care what it is it's not as good as this one but i want to know i did blammo 
Oh, never mind. I can't fire shots at my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fresh air. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Terry asked me on last week. So we had well, a chat. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's on NPR. I don't know. It's it's like a local thing. I actually I actually was on Fresh Air for a minute. Were you, Jason? It, it was involving the Zach Efron DJ movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matthew, what's up? How are you? Do you, um, I, I'm glad that we can talk having uh, been ex Hollerboard Bros. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait! I didn't know you guys were former Hollerboard kings together. I wouldn't say about king is probably not the right. <laughs> uh, you know, right being yeah, word. being the king of a of a DJ message board, uh, you know, not the not the most glorious crown one could have, but <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of people consider that to be a, a breeding ground of of uh, early influential music makers and and journalists and all kind. You know, a lot of people were birthed from that scene. I think that's has definitely there, true. Has there been an oral history of the Hollerboard written by Complex.com yet? Or somebody did something a few years ago. It was it was not CrookedComplex.com. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It may have just been I'm, on someone's personal blog. I'm surprised there hasn't been a deeper dive because I I've never used it, but I've heard about it for so long that I would read that story. Are the archives still up? I don't, I don't know. know, Jason. Not that not not that I know of. I don't know if low budget paid the paid the server fees for that. <laughs> the hosting for the, the hosting for that. What is the uh what is the two oh two area code? Oh DC. Are you from DC? I am not. Uh when I got a cell phone, uh, I was in college uh in DC. I went to George Washington. So I've just had this number since two thousand one. So it's stuck. DC is gonna be um a full state now, is that is that what I hear? Or, yeah, you know. it'd be cool. Yeah, it's on its way. It's on its way. What would be cool about that happening? Oh, I've know, never been to DC. I have. I am familiar with what it is, though. It's uh, <laughs> taxation with representation. The, the city uh, needs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when there were where coronavirus funds were doled out, DC also did not get as many uh, as much money as all the other states because of its lack of statehood. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, it is not, uh, though they have representation in Congress there, they don't have, uh, they, they don't have voting representation. So the city will be able to, or the, the soon to be state will be able to have the same representation as 50 other brothers and sisters states. Mm-hmm. Why did you, why do you think this took so long? Is it just like not high priority? That's a great question. I really don't know. It Nobody's just looking seems- out for DC. I mean, it just seems like something that should have happened a while ago, especially if they're like issues locally. But yeah. I, I always, I never thought about it that much, you know. Uh, Puerto Rico needs it too. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think Puerto Rico, you know, they, I mean, who knows? It's not a competition of who's next in line, but I think they're also in need of a lot of <laughs> services as well, unfortunately. I would agree. I mean, once California secedes, it'll be easier. Yeah, we're going to have three different states in California, baby. It's going to be good. <laughs> which one are you going to be in it's there's going to be um trump supporters democrats and then the third one is for poor people that's that's what's going to go down that sounds about right unfortunately i mean that's kind of what it is right now where um, are you right where are you right now matt i am currently in cape cod 
Oh, okay. So did you in Massachusetts? Did you stay in New York for most of the 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 shutdown? I did. I came here two weeks ago to my parents' house. Um, I have a four month old child, um, and my wife went back to work after her maternity leave. Yeah. And my folks said we could come up here, so it seemed like it would make a little bit of sense to give my wife some space to do work and for the me to have a little bit more space to hang out with the baby than in our apartment. But we were in New York through all coronavirus. Yeah. Through, I mean, you, it's still, it's still happening, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. But you had, so you had the baby right before lockdown, basically. That's correct. Yeah. He was born February 6th. So it was kind of, I guess it was happening already, but nobody knew it was happening. So sure. he got to meet a few people. He met his great grandmother, which was cool. Um, oh, and then, yeah. then he's basically been in, in lockdown for most of his life. Damn, that's fucking. <laughs> when you put it that way, it hits really hard. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's been it's been kind of weird. It's a weird time to have a baby. I mean, I guess it's good because I think you can't decide to have a baby tomorrow. You know, so it's not like I wouldn't recommend having a baby during this time. It's like you can, you know, make that happen pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never a great time would, to have a baby. I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would say. There are worse times than others, most likely. Absolutely. This seems like probably not a great time. I mean, a lot of spend a lot of time with him. He went to the beach for the first time today. Uh, you know, did, not, I, did not like that. <laughs> he, did, was he wearing a? You know, my sister had twins a little while ago, and I'm a twin. Th- oh wow, damn! So is Jason. Oh, cool. We'll Your get into twins. the Congratulations. Yeah, What'd we should do that. Mm. What'd you say? Yeah, she had twins like almost a year ago. This is the rest. Congratulations. Of <laughs> hey, thank you. Big Uncle Chris hasn't really done much yet, but he's waiting to intervene when they're old enough to really, you know, mold their minds. You know, um, I'm really good. Like, boys, girls, what's the deal? Girls. Um, Two girls. Wow. B- big ass, big ass heads like Uncle Chris. The watermelon <laughs> on a toothpick vibe, you know. Um, Chris, are you known for having a big head? I don't know if I know if that's a, uh, a, a trait of yours. Um, well, my father. Uh, amongst my family, yes. Um, but not amongst my peers, okay, um, okay. <laughs> which, you know, maybe now, maybe now that will change, you know? Um, but, uh, I've noticed a big trend with babies at the beach is every, every kid at the beach now wears a shirt. Mm, sun, it's a sun guard. They're fat. Yes. They're all a, fat. a rash guard, a rash guard. Yeah, they basically, but all kids now wear these long sleeve tops at the beach to protect them from the sun because sunscreen just isn't enough. You can't put sunscreen on a baby until they're six months old. Uh, Oh, okay. So under under six months old, you got to pass. Over six months old, you're a cuck ass baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. How uh, (laughs) how crazy is it to see like your parents like helping you raise your child at at this time right now? Just even watching Uh, your baby and your parents chilling together. Well, so he hadn't seen anybody in months. And so when he saw them, he bugged out. He started crying. (laughs) Really? Um, Yeah. He was like, you know, he saw them for the first month of his life. And then he saw them this time. You know, Mm. when he saw them the other day, he was like just apoplectic. Now they're chilling. (laughs) So like now, you know, my parents are kind of, you know, getting on the ground, rolling around with him. So as far as he was concerned, you and your you and your wife were the only people he thought existed on earth. That's the whole world. You know, he been, <laughs> he sees, you know, the mailman, maybe like my landlord. Sometimes he was seeing him, but like 
nobody was kind of like mm-hmm. cuddling up with him. So he was able to really like get in there. And it was like at first kind of horrifying, but now <laughs> he's delighted by it. You know, we listen yeah, to sure. music, you know, and it's, you know, you don't often see seven year old people sitting on the floor. So that's also <laughs> just kind of fun. <laughs> that's a good point. That's been, great point. Yeah. They like chairs historically. Yeah. You know. 100%. Um, have you found it difficult to like get your work done? Cause I feel like you, you've upped your output, you know, shit's happening. So is it, is it, uh, is it been, has, I wrote has two it, things. Um, well, bro, you know, that's, I, upping, I got, that's upping your output with a child. Yeah. That's, Oh, that's, for sure. I ain't doing shit, bro. I'm barely doing shit right now. And I got no kids. Well, I got laid off, um, six weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. Did you so, see that? You got laid off from pitchfork. Yeah, Condé Nast. Uh, Which you had been working at for a, a while. Five years, just about. Uh, so, I mean... Did, did Anna Wintour call you, or was it an email? Yeah, personally. <laughs> she actually came by. Uh, that's cool. That's nice. That's nice. It was nice of her. That was, she, she's the last person Renzo saw, actually. Myself. Yeah, um, she lowered, she, she yeah. lowered her sunglasses and greeted yeah. the baby before letting yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't. I'm, I I can't talk about her too much because I'm. Uh, you know, I had to sign an NDA to get my severance. So, um, mm-hmm. but no, I got laid off. Um, so then I was like, I should probably do some stuff. So um, I had two ideas. I wrote two things. I think you're referring to. Yes, I, I had am. two ideas. One of them was I should talk about my my child. So I named my my child's name is uh, Renzo Rollins Schnipper, um, and his middle name is after Henry Rollins. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was like, I should interview Haim about their bar mitzvahs. So I also did that, which was <laughs> somewhat you know, less serious. But yeah. I was, I was talking about Haim earlier because I've never been a real head. I think it's like they have songs here and there, but people like fucking love them. But They're this great. new, this new record's really hitting for me. It's so good. And you know what? I have a theory though, that I think is big dog Rossum. My man has the golden touch. He's a great producer. There's no question, but I don't mean, this is a great record, but like they're all great. And the first album is so powerful. Like the song Wire, if you haven't spent the time really in it and you're loving this record, go back because it will definitely hit. Rossum is amazing and he's got, there's no question, like he's got a golden touch. Like Rossum really has, sure. hit, t- has touched all the records I've liked in the last like two years. It's crazy, kind of. That's like great. I, I, I didn't, and his solo record is really underappreciated, I think. I, I can't you know, believe it didn't go bigger than it did. I agree. I mean, I think it doesn't have – it didn't bang as hard as some of the stuff that he worked on as a producer, I think. <laughs> it, uh, I agree. It does more not bang subtle. that hard. I, I, it does not bang that hard. I would agree. But I wonder if people will go revisit it once they realize that he's touched like everything. You know You know what people should revisit, Rostam-related though, is Discovery, which is yes. which was his yeah, yeah. project when he was in uh, Vampire Weekend like much poppier, more synth heavy discovery is excellent. So I, I remember would, discovery wasn't discovery like in LA was, was it LA was the one of the guys in LA? Uh, you know, I don't know. They're all on the <laughs> internet. So I'm not sure where that is. Um, I don't know. We'd have to find that out. We'd have to no, okay. wiki, wiki this, but that, that it is was, a good, that's a good, that's a good example for people though. Cause I remember that. Oh, being, I really liked it. No, it was no. It was the guy from Ra Ra Riot with and Rostam. It was a duo, so I think it was an East Coast situation. He loves a duo, huh? Duo is a nice way. It's like you know, you, you get intimate with somebody. It's like a marriage. Like you guys are a duo or a podcast. Yeah, we are. We are a duo. Unfortunately, the royalties aren't hitting like um, like some of these Rostam records are. So we don't know that you know. for sure. 
We don't know that for sure. We're not getting any. <laughs> we're not getting any car ads. You know what I mean? We didn't get an Apple commercial. That's our, for sure. Our sinks this this quarter are not as good as they could be. That's true. You'll uh, get there. I, that's our hope. I mean, so are maybe you, get Rostam to produce the podcast. Damn! <laughs> what if what if we what if we did that? What if we reached out to music producers to produce the podcast and just put some sauce on it? That's actually a good idea. Put some what, what sauce? We could just have interludes. Just get shit. a little hi hat going in, in uh, minute forty eight. I just feel like there's that hasn't been done. You know, so that's maybe true. there's a lane. There. Maybe true. there's a lane there for us. Do you listen to <laughs> podcasts, Matt? Oh, I do. Yeah. What are your What are your hits? Oh man! Uh, aside from so long gone, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just that. Um, mm-hmm. NPR. NPR. You know, I'm a Planet Money guy. I think. I, I don't know. Is that embarrassing to flex. say? I'm not Big sure. Flex. I like Planet Money. I like Heavyweight. You know, I'm like kind of OG, like Terry Gross person. Somebody asked me that recently. I was like, "Is Fresh Air a podcast?" I don't know. Um, I just like listening to people talking, so that's that's kind of it. But are I mean, you at the are you at the stage where you're, are you currently listening to more music or more podcasts on a daily basis? Probably more music. I'm a music guy, so like I always listen to music. I'm constantly listening to music, so um, it's hard. There's very little things that I'm doing more than listening to music, basically. So. Damn, I guess that's true. That makes sense. I, I that's just can't. Just, that's my life. I can't listen to podcasts anymore. It's tough for me. Really? I don't. Yeah. I mean. Like, I just listen to music all the time now, which I didn't for for a couple of years. I listened to only podcasts, and I I just wonder if people are if people flip flop or if it's like you go through a phase when something is like kind of new, you know, and you're excited I'm, about I'm it. I'm kind of feeling a little of a little podcast fatigue myself, and I I typically listen to podcasts more than music, except for like kind of ambient background stuff i think podcasts are a cool form because nobody knows how they work still it's still so new it's like fanzines i think that's why i kind of like listening to them you know some people have fanzines that are just collages some people are like here's my literature fanzine or my poetry fanzine Mm -hmm. some people are like i made a professional fanzine where i interviewed everybody in your favorite band i I don't think it's kind of cool nobody knows what it is yet Mm -hmm. it's still pretty fresh i like that i mean i like media i like being curious I mean, I'm a pretty earnest person, so like, um, just the idea that people would go and be like, "What's up with this thing?" like is exciting to me. So. <laughs> That's li- well. This is a poetry fanzine, so I just I just want to make that clear. Um, I I've read some really terrible poetry and fanzines in my life, and I haven't been reminded of that in a really long time. <laughs> I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I, I need I need to hit the zine table before I leave Atlanta. You know did you did you grow up going Did you grow up going to hardcore shows? I did. Yeah, um, I grew up mostly in Connecticut. Um, my dad worked for ESPN, which was in kind of the middle of nowhere in Connecticut. Yes, I've uh, read the I, I've read an entire book about ESPN. I don't even like uh, sports. You read the oral history or whatever. I, lo- yeah. I loved it. Uh, so he, yeah, he he worked there from you know the late eighties until he retired, and so we lived kind of in the middle of nowhere in the suburbs in Connecticut. Was and he so, a journalist? Was he like a on camera no, or is he behind the scenes? No, he's a lawyer. Oh, okay. So he, would, he did worked on contracts and stuff. So we would Damn. just go before until I would drive. My dad would bring me to shows, which was cool. He was not a fan of hardcore music. Would at he all. Would he hang out? He would go, and there was this place called the Tune In in New Haven, which was an amazing yeah. club. And he would go, and he would just sit. They had a chair that was kind of by the door, 
and he would just kind of sit and chill and then let me go. Usually with my friend Dan, we would just kind of go to the show. So it was like kind of like we were on our own, but he was there to like kind of bring us home. So he, Did he, he didn't want to go and watch anything. Could but he I hear it though? My dad has see, yeah, my dad has seen Warzone, which I feel like <laughs> really that is that is cool about, that is pretty you know? cool. I don't think my parents were interested. Like, I think either they trusted me enough or they just didn't care enough. But by the time I was like twelve or thirteen, it was like drop off time. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get that far until I was a little bit older. But I mean, I was young. I mean, they couldn't. I was like, you know, I'm a twelve year old kid. Like, I also can't get to New Haven on my own. You know, yeah, that's, you can't that's, even like get to the corner on your own in the suburbs. You know, it was like mm-hmm. someone had to drive you. So That's yeah, he true. brought me to that. His favorite moment, I think it was not the same show as the Warzone show. There was, I actually, I'm going to put this out into the world right now because <laughs> I want it to happen. I'm a big eBay guy. Um, Hell yeah. And I did not buy in like 1995, whatever the band's Warzone and the UK band, The Business, mm-hmm. went yes. on tour together. Mm-hmm. And they have, t- and I, I saw this tour with my dad and they made t-shirts for it that were Warzone and business t-shirts. And for years and years and years, I have just been waiting for a Warzone business shirt to show up. But every day instead, I just get a notification that there's the same book about like the business of Warzones. Like every day. (laughs) New new item, new item. And like, I like sadly click it every day and it's never the shirt. So if anybody has that shirt, please, please hit me up. To be um, honest, to be honest, that could be something our listeners do have. Yeah, I, that's I, what I, I feel like. I wouldn't be totally shocked. Also, I mean, that that is a good bit if in your '90s hardcore stand-up routine. Um, <laughs> it, had a, it had a nice setup and a, and a pretty good delivery. Um, uh, we can we can tell you've been workshopping that for a while, especially now that it's, you're with your dad. You know, it's definitely like he. The other thing he likes to talk about, though, he will never remember the band, and it's kind of amazing because it's. Do you guys remember Crown of Thorns with a Z? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I do. Yeah. So he also saw Crown of Thorns with me, and it was ninety. <laughs> it must have been ninety six. Um, and Lord Isaac was talking about voting. And he was like, it doesn't matter who you vote for, you know, like, but you got to go out and vote. And my dad was just like, that's awesome. You know, because he's just watching. That was, I think, uh, Crown of Thorns and H2O and Fast Break. And he's just like with me. And there's a million like people's like, you know, like a, a human pyramid of people. And he's like, the guy with the tattoos is telling everybody to vote. Like, he's like, that's what this is about. I was like, in some ways, you have just understood the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> So well, we've talked we we've talked about on this podcast before how being into hardcore, even though it's uh, at least we're in Atlanta, it was predominantly like white males from the suburbs. It is relatively progressive in what you're hearing about at a young age. Mm-hmm. That's and correct. There's some value there. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff I would have never. Lo- it would have taken me a lot longer to learn if I would have gotten a late start. Oh, it's totally foundational in my life. It still is. So, were you also yeah. a straight edge, bro? Yeah, so I was, yes, no, I was definitely like, so when I was, the reason I got also got into hardcore because I was sick when I was a kid, this is a little bit of what I wrote about in this story about why why my kid's name is is Mm -hmm. Renzo Rollins, but so like I was taking all these like insane medications and like drugs when I was in the hospital, like they were like, you know, zooting me up with like morphine and all this stuff and I was just like in another planet and so I was like, but then when I stopped I was like, in the suburbs like Russell where I was growing up there was a, like a lot of a lot of kids did a lot of drugs and I was like get me away from that like so I didn't do I didn't I didn't drink until I was you know into my 20s like I, you know I didn't I, I didn't touch anything so same took a while 
Really? Yeah. Same. I mean, true till twenty one, bro. Yeah, to say, were you vegan too, though? I was never vegan. I was vegetarian, but not vegan. Did you travel a lot? Like, did you did you take trips with your friends and stuff, and do that whole thing in like the Northeast? A little bit, yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't know that many people that were into music until I got into college. So when I got into college, I ended up um, like that time in DC was incredible. There was like this, the Discord scene of bands was uh, unbelievable in uh, around two thousand one. Yeah. So I made friends. There was a band called Black Eyes um, that put a couple records out on Discord, uh, and two of those guys are still very close buddies of mine. But I toured with them a few times. I became good friends with Chris Richards, who you guys should have on your podcast. Some point. I know. Was, uh, I, I know Chris actually pretty well. Um, oh, good. Yeah. He, Chris he and I were really good pals then. Great zine, actually. Speaking of zines, I love his. Oh, he does. Debbie uh, Save Debbie Save uh, Ringtone, which you, yes. you should subscribe to. Yeah, so Chris and I got to know his band, Cure Not You, and went around with them a bit. Like, yeah, I, that was like the the most exciting thing in my whole life. It was the best. Yeah. So, did you want to be in the music business, but just didn't know what to do, or did you was writing the goal from the jump? I didn't know anything. Like, I had, <laughs> like I, I seriously like sometimes when I was at Pitchfork, like I have we ran a fellowship program, and I talked to these kids who are twenty one years old. You know, and I just think about how insanely smart. And how up on like the industries they are, and like yeah. so ready for everything. It's so impressive. Like I didn't know anything. Like we talk about hollerboard. Like I actually like posted on another message board called Soul Strut, um, and that was more for like record collecting people because I was a record collector. And so then I kind of ended up getting connected with a few people, like with this with Nick Cashdubs, who's also on the hollerboard, mm-hmm. and he was working at the Fader, and he was like, "Oh, do you just you should come in for an interview," and then. I was like, cool, what's an editor? Like, I had no idea what any of this stuff was. <laughs> so, I, obviously, I didn't get the job, like, because he was like, you're not qualified for this and don't know what it is. But um, <laughs> but then, like, a couple of years later, then I kind of learned what it was. And after staying in touch with them, then I ended up getting a job, like, about, I think, two years, two and a half years after that interview. But you were um, there, you were at the Fader during, like, the heyday when it was probably at its coolest, right? I, I, absolutely. What, definitely. I, can I say that? Yeah. No. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was a fader for a long time, like which was it was really fun to work there then. That was also the time when like it was I remember the drama about like should fader get a MySpace page because it would make us look like we were not like, you know, with everybody. Like the idea that like we were we needed to be kind of elevated in our cool. And if we like got a MySpace page, it meant we were thirsty. So but then it was like found it for business, you have to get one. So like I watched kind of social media happen yeah. in media, like in real time, which was kind of weird truly a, truly a simpler time i mean that no, it feels like that's 30 years ago when a business would, would be like should we get a social media account for our, our business i don't know if that's a good <laughs> idea it's going to be like selling out mm-hmm. i mean th- i never thought, thought. Of, it's i also never thought of the fader as like super underground you know what i mean for what i yeah. that's not that's not what i thought of it as i don't know i mean i guess because you no, guys had like I mean, beanie man on the cover yeah I thought it was you, so cool you would put famous people on the cover, though. You know what I mean? It I was like, kind of into that, yeah. I like that, too. It, I, I, that's what also sells magazines. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Well, mm. I like there's that kind of person who's like the kind of underground, overground person that you're always like, you know, that you would look for that person who would fit in both worlds somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, like MIA was kind of the famous, like they, she yeah. had her first cover with Fader, and she's kind of the perfect example of that. Um, but I would well, you always, guys, you guys I was, cheated. You guys cheated with the two covers so you could cover your bases. 
Oh man, it was so hard to get two covers <laughs> to make them work together. Oh, it was it was it was not easy. That doesn't seem. Like, I'm sure like working that out with different teams uh, as far as the musicians go was not fun. No, it wasn't always great. And then it was like, are they going to be split so that half of them will be on the front? And then some people would find out they'd only be on the back cover and then they'd be mad about it. It was a lot of what feelings. Was, what was the big seller? Like, what was the number one cover when you were there? Am I? Um, I don't know. Probably. It has to be. Like, I would imagine it's got to be like, well, we know the Aaliyah issue that we did. And like Frank Ocean, we did his first cover. That probably did well. Solange, that cover was really nice. Oh, that's a yeah. good question. I mean, no, you guys were on that shit early, for sure. I mean, MIA, God, it's crazy. MIA seems like 30 years ago, too, to be honest. Uh, totally, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, actually, speaking of Hollerborn, I saw her at Hollertronics, and she did Just Galang. And I remember, like, it went from, like, her doing one song in the Ukrainian dance hall, and then Diplo coming on and playing Sierra, like, after that, and just being like, <laughs> this whole thing is blowing my mind, you know, in ways that now seems, like... So ancient, you know. Yeah. What is what is she doing now? Is she just like a full time anti vaxxer? Oh no, is she an anti vaxxer? She, I believe, is an anti vaxxer. Oh, yes. Yes. Really? I, I believe so. Yes, I believe so. Oh, but that's so disappointing. I, I mean, that I just I don't know, man. She really had it. She was on a fucking run for a while. Like, there's three she's or four incredible. songs that are just like iconic. And the video, I mean, that video, the la- like the one where they're ghost writing in in the Middle East. Um, that's maybe one of the best. That's probably one of the best music videos of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, is that Bad Girls? I can't remember which song that is. Um, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, is it is. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. And that song wasn't even that long ago. That, that wasn't. That was, no, that was in the last ten years for sure. But that was the last time I feel like it was really popping. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like really. True. It was. It was really hitting. Um, I don't know. I will always that, have a sweet spot for her for sure. Same. Oh yeah, same. I think that was. It's also like that kind of, in some ways, defined that era, but it also crossed over enough. Like it was, she was like a cultural phenomenon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, did you? So you were there. Did you go straight from there to Pitchfork? <laughs> no. Um, so I left the fader because I was like, oh, I have to make money one day. So then I was like, then I got hired at the Verge. That didn't work out. And then Verge, I worked the, the tech the tech website. I got hired at the tech website The Verge, which was <laughs> very interesting. Like I have a lot of respect for the work that they do at The Verge. Um, I did one huge project about virtual reality, which I'm still very proud of. I learned a lot about virtual reality. That was yeah, very so, sick. So nineteen ninety nine was nineteen ninety nine was really cool for you. Good to school. Uh, <laughs> and then I, that didn't work out necessarily, but you know, respect that's a, that's a longer story. Uh, that's a podcast episode too. Um, <laughs> and then, um, then I worked at GQ for a little while, uh, which was, which was weird and didn't to also work out, but I'm still on very good terms with them. Uh, and then I got a job at pitchfork and then I was what, there for a long time. Were you writing about music at GQ or was it culture and the whole thing? A little bit. My job actually was running style for the website. So I was working with Sam uh, Sam Shuby and John Januzzi uh, and Jake Wolf. Uh, do you love and, Do you love gear, Zebra. bro? I didn't I didn't know that about you. I think you know it's funny. Like Jake, anytime like me and GQ comes up, just, is it is it safe to assume your audience knows who Jake Jake knows who Jake Wolf is? Uh, yeah, probably. I think so. Jake, respect to Jake. I hope you're listening, bud. Um, but Jake will always give me props for being the first person to be like, uh, Shia Buff style is very sick. I think what I was doing was what I was interested in was like a little 
it was definitely still like suits and watches vibe when I yeah. was there. And it was not quite in, uh, you know, I was like, did you guys see my new mini palm death shirt? And they're like, no, we didn't see that. You know, that was more my zone. I'm more of like a, uh, you know, a vintage tees, you know, kind of guy. I like clothes. I'm a short guy. So when I discovered that you could kind of like make that, make yourself look a little different with clothes, it was very exciting for me. Uh, Interesting. Well, as too tall, this is a tall guy's podcast. I know. Yeah. I'm happy that we're showing some, you know, showing the other side. Um, yeah, no, I'm five four, so like, it's like anything that I could do to modulate that, you know. And I'm bald. I got a round face. I mean, I'm not the ugliest guy you've ever seen. Like, I, you know, like not that wood. I think is true, but like when it was like, oh, if your pants fit a little different, like you won't look like you're, you know, horizontal. Yeah, what are what like, are some incredible? Yeah, what are some tips, tips for to to modulate your your optics with clothing? Well, I mean. You definitely got to make, you can't, you know, you, your pants can't drag. You got to have pants like, like high watery kind of pants or like, like oh, this is why I didn't work out at GQ because I said high watery kind of pants, but like <laughs> a slightly, you know, a slightly cropped ankle, you know, mm-hmm. keeping your pants like not on like, you know, you shouldn't wear, you know, uh, Jenko's most likely if you're, if you're, right. you haven't kind of made it to five, six, I would say. Um, good 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 rule of thumb good rule of thumb yeah okay what about what about on top on top you know it's funny like i've abandoned that a bit so i sort of once i remember describing my style as kind of like being like a tree you know where it's like kind of it's got a slim trunk and then the big what do you call like the leaves and the branches i think you just call them leaves and branches (laughs) yeah i don't think there's a special name for those they don't have the canopy it's the canopy maybe i uh, I like a big i like a big t the uh the upper registrar the breast of the tree (laughs) yeah exactly so you so a little and you wear glasses correct i do yeah now that's always a challenge. I mean, I, I found a pair that I'm I'm living with, but do you do you you go round? Uh, shit, I don't know. Let me look in the mirror. What are these? Yeah, they're kind of roundish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, you, that makes um, sense. they're kind of round. You you mentioned loving eBay, and I, I when I was reading oh, yeah. when I was reading the GQ um, piece about Henry Rollins, you mentioned buying a lot of Rollins band T-shirts on there. How many do you have? You know, my mom actually asked me this this morning, but like not in a kind of impressed way that you right. seem to have. Right, right. <laughs> it was more in a like, dude, really? I don't know. I think I have like. Because, like, you, you know, know, you could have like had a down payment on a home by now if you didn't buy so many Rollins band shirts. Yeah, Rollins band, really, Matthew, of all the bands that's you, really Rollins band? You know, it's funny, actually, since that was published, somebody sent me a new uh, a link on eBay, and I, I did get a new Rollins shirt. It's actually, though, for his uh, for, for his spoken word career. It's not a band one, strictly. That's, that one's real. That's a for uh, the heads. Yeah, yeah so really wearing, for the heads. I'm wearing my Public Insomniac number one 1995 tour shirt right now, actually. Um, how how much like money? I probably got, like... Well, ballpark, how much money have you dropped on Rollins-related <laughs> T-shirts? <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I don't think I've never spent on Rollins related gear. Like I have a like no more than like you know a hundred dollar kind of thing. Okay, okay. I don't. I know. I never spent a hundred bucks on. I think a Rollins. You're not crazy. Um, You're not crazy. Uh, well, I, guys, let's be real. I don't think a Rollins. I think there's very few Rollins related shirts that go for more than a hundred dollars. You know, I once saw though there okay, was okay, a like fair. one of a kind Rollins black denim embroidered jacket. 
and I put it on eBay and I was like, I have to shout my friend out for this and I, or put it on Twitter. I was like, do I buy this? Like, this is going to look fit horrible on me. Like it's like black <laughs> acid wash. Like, and I, I got outbid at like 80 bucks. I couldn't believe somebody else wanted this shit. And well, that's, like, a spe- that's a special item. I feel like t-shirts, you can find them. Uh, uh, like a, was it like a tour staff situation? Yeah, but then I went and I saw my friend like a couple weeks later, and he had bought it for me as a gift. Then he gave me the jacket. Mm. So like, shout out to Matt Worth who made that happen. It was like the kindest thing that I, it was so sweet. So I don't know uh, how much money have I spent. I mean, I think I would not be in. It would not be unfair to say I spent about a thousand dollars on Rollins gear over time. Maybe That's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love that it. Does, I have a hundred. I mean. I have 15 Rollins shirts, a couple sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound that bad when you say it, but it is bad. You know, I, I can't explain it. Well, I, mean, I, it's I think basically it's basically my wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a have good thousand I mean, dollars on clothes. You know, like it's that, this yeah. is what I wear. And also all that clothing will, will hold its value. Probably you can just, if you buy a hundred dollar eBay shirt, you can put it on eBay for a hundred dollars again, as long as you didn't fuck it up. That's true. It might yeah. even be more expensive. That's true. Um, the, the the Rollins band market is just going through the fucking roof. So <laughs> after yeah. after your store after your store was published, fucking check went up. Everybody was just searching for it. You know, I, exactly. I tried to at Henry. Uh, I can I call him Henry? I don't know. I tried to at Henry Hello. Rollins and and tell him, hey man, I I named my kid after you, but he didn't write me back. So I'm I'm hoping at some point. We'll, we'll get yeah, to I was I was wondering because you, I mean, your the story about all of it, you know, is obviously about I'm so surpri- much more than Henry Rollins, but you you would have thought- I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised he wouldn't respond to that. You know, I had when I interviewed him a couple years ago, it was just like he was super lovely, very charming, and like loved to talk, just loved to talk about music. Um, not awesome. at all the same kind of dude he was when he was young. So I was kind of hoping he would be like, "That's cool, I'm excited," but like that hasn't yeah. happened yet. I, I had an experience. Swing and a miss, shipper. Schnip. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, an experience where I wrote about the Lemonheads playing on Jenny Jones. Um, because oh, wow. I love, I, I'm a big Dando head. Um, and the bass player responded in the comments of the cut explaining like his, like the, the band side of the story. Oh, wow. It was amazing. <laughs> Honestly, it was so cool. And like, he wasn't. He was like, actually, you're wrong about our motivations, and like went into the <laughs> went in, not like a dickhead. Like actually, like well, actually, this is the real story because it that video of him playing on Jenny Jones is fucking crazy. Uh, How did you feel when you got kind of sunned there? <laughs> I love being sunned because I mean, I wish it was Dando sunning me because like that's cooler. <laughs> only, but yeah. I'll take the bass player. Like whatever. I'd rather have the real story out there than just my you know pontification on it. Do you know his name? You're calling him the bass player. <laughs> no, nobody no, no, knows his no, name. No. Uh, come on, man. The Lemonheads is Evan Dando and friends. <laughs> come on, man. There ain't no bands. Like, you know, you know, you might know the members of Rollins' band, and that's good for you, but, you know. I, yeah. I draw the oh, line. Man. That's fair enough. Once when I was – I worked at Putumayo World Music, which was a uh, – you know, if you, like, ever went to Whole Foods and they had, like, colorful, like – music from the Italian wine country, like CDs, like it was that place. Yes. And after like, you know, a couple of months of working there, I was chatting with the receptionist and she was like, do you like the Lemonheads? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you know, that album is Shame About Ray, which Chris, I'm sure you do. Um, and she was like, yeah, that's my picture on the front of it. And I was what? like, Wait, what? Um, mm. She's the woman in the picture. Or she took the picture. 
No, she's the woman in the picture. I have no idea why Very or cool. how that happened and then how her life ended up that she was the receptionist at Putumayo, but that's where it went. She's like the I, like the Nirvana Nevermind baby all grown up. That's true. I would say Shame About Ray is better than Nevermind on the record, but that's just me. All right, moving <laughs> right along. Moving right along to the next. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is a terrible thing to say. I'm, guys, I'm just kidding. Or, I don't know oh, if gosh. you are. I don't. Yeah, are you? Like, I don't care about Nirvana. To be honest with you, I never think about it. I never listen to it. I don't care about it. I didn't really care about it when it was the, the biggest thing in the world. But I do recognize its significance, and I, you know, I, I couldn't argue that the Lemonheads, "Shame About Ray," is actually better because it had a, a much lesser effect on on the world. Yeah. Uh, do you remember it had when zero Kurt Cobain died? On the world. I do remember where I was when Kurt Cobain died. Yes, I do. I was in my, I was in my mom's. I was in a Mazda minivan coming back from Six Flags. Oh wow! Flex. I totally remember. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird too because I, I mean, I guess I was like, I guess I was. Yeah, I mean, what was it? When did he die? Ninety four. Ninety three or ninety four, I think. Yeah, but I just never cared about Nirvana. I don't know. It's, I mean, like Unplugged is a classic, but the rest of it, I don't even think about. I, I kind of wow. think of nirvana as like the tupac of of alternative music where it's been ruined it's been ruined well not not so much that but like i I don't think people understood just how powerful it was until after they died um i think at the time a lot of people were like yeah it's just whatever it's just some popular music I, i didn't really love either of them until until they had passed away but you don't listen to tupac I do not listen to Tupac, but I but I fully like understand and get Tupac. Where when as like yeah. when he when he yeah. was alive and making music, I kind of like actively disliked him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's more important as a cultural figure, and like what he was actually saying was pretty revolutionary. And yeah. people, I don't think we realized that at the time, or at least I didn't. Mm-mm. Um. Well. I wanted to talk about the um, about the GQ piece because I thought it was it was really beautiful and amazing. But there were some Thank you. some quotes that I pulled out that I would like to do a deep dive into. Um, oh, okay. You mentioned um, when you when you were a younger person, you um, I guess it kind of is when you were talking about wearing clothes to make you look longer, but you would wear boxers that were large over your shorts. So people could oh, yeah. see that you were wearing a underwear that had an adult flavor. You said, "Oh yeah, did I say that?" You did say that, which was a which was a nice <laughs> line, nice line. So you so you, oh, you, you so. I think it's great. You so you would have shorts on. Wow, that were so horrible sh- to have people read your writing back to you. Jesus. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think I think it's a great. Yeah, you you said adult I'd get I'd get them a little bit big and have the bottom stick out of my shorts so everyone would know my <laughs> underwear of choice had an adult flavor. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that's that. That was true. Yeah. So, so that means you had a short short on and a big boxer as well. Yeah, I don't think they were short though. I think it was like kind of a long short with a long, longer boxer. long boxer. So, so long, long. These are big boxers, <laughs> baby. Yeah. No. Oh, for sure. Well, this yeah. is the, this is like the Joe Boxer era of big boxers. Yeah, we're this is that's definitely true. So this was yeah, your no. Get... This is your no scrubs era. <laughs> <laughs> you had a T-Boss would, flavor. T-Boss flavor, yeah. No, I would get, I think it was mostly, probably mostly like a Gap Old Navy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably some plaid happening. Uh, Definitely. That was, a, it was a very plaid era. 
Yeah. And then I would just kind of be like, Oh, like, you know, the kind of thing where it was like, Oh, did, did, did that just happen to fall out the bottom of my shorts? No, I didn't mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh, what? Oh, oops. Um, exactly. You, you also mentioned that your when you when you went back to therapy, your therapist fell asleep during some sessions a few times. I did, yes, a couple times. What is that? The, what does that feel like? Not good uh, <laughs> at all. I would say bad. Um, and was well, he falling first, asleep I out of boredom, or was he just a bad person? He so the first time he fell asleep. Um, I thought he died. Um, <laughs> literally, because he had been in, you know, he was an older guy, you know, and I, he had been in poor health for a little bit. And oh he, I was talking and, you know, he just stopped. And I was just like, you know, I got up from the chair. I was like, hey, doc, you. And Damn. then he was like, oh my God, you know. And I was like, oh, that's what happened? Oh my God. But then because I was so like, you know, I was relieved he wasn't dead. We kind of like, he was like, all right, let's just kind of keep. Let's keep let's keep it moving. Just keep impressing, yeah. Love the that. second time we had to have a conversation about it, though. Um, I mean, at, at, at least, like yo, at least me, another year after that. Let me get twenty off the top, at least if you're falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, I have some health problems. Medication that I take makes me drowsy. It was like, cool, whatever. Yeah, Doc, I know what Zans do. Like, <laughs> you can't do that before work. Oh man, <laughs> he he was very helpful to me in a lot of ways, but not in that way no it's not great <laughs> i would say if anybody out there is listening and your therapist has fallen asleep more than once i would i would move get a new one that's that's cause yeah. for alarm yeah, yeah learn from learn from my mistakes thank you for that sound advice yeah it's the least i can do <laughs> I would say the therapist i've had now for the last several years has never once fallen asleep on me uh, she's amazing so shout out dr coiner I love yeah. asking. I love asking the least of people. You know, that's, that's, a, that's good. Good. Good to hear. Is um is is, is therapy different post post baby? Well, you definitely talk about having a baby. I would say <laughs> for like some degree, but like, I mean, ha- look, I've never had a baby before, so it's hard to compare it to anything. Sure. But he's pretty delightful, so I'm kind of like, yeah, honestly, before I go, when I you know the first couple sessions I had after the baby were in person. I think I had two sessions before coronavirus like canceled that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, look at these pictures of my super cute baby. And now <laughs> I text her a photo of my baby before we talk. Uh, um, and I'm like, check him out. He's still really cute. Uh, <laughs> so honestly, we don't talk about him that much cause he's kind of a chiller. Like he's a good dude. It's like, well, how's it going with him? It's like, well, he was, he was cute again today. So yeah, that was nice. That's um, he has, yeah, it's good. So, I would say the thing the world has changed since the baby came, but not not because of him. Mm-hmm. I would say the other piece of advice I would have is give is definitely just have a baby. Not till coronavirus is done, but go really, for it. it's fun. Bro, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's how it works. I think you got lucky. I think that's for sure true. I just say this is I am not a typically lucky person, um, as evidenced <laughs> by my life but this baby is pretty cool um he is definitely a chill little guy you paid it forward man maybe yeah. you know you you paid the piper and it came through for you yeah you know he actually has a rollins band onesie uh it's still a little big for him so we're waiting for him to kind of plump up but he'll be wearing that soon he'll bulk up um babies mm-hmm. babies grow fast you know yeah he's he's been growing 
um, you you mentioned that you did not want to have a boy. And That's you, true. And you did want to have a girl. It, the and you kind of explained the reasoning behind it. Um, and you 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 sort of always felt like that because I, I or it always felt to me like having a girl would maybe be a little bit harder work. Um, you think so? How come you from, think so? I just I, I think maybe from the male perspective, you sort of know how to give a, a boy tips based on your life and experience and then you probably have a little bit less of anxiety about you know being overprotective about a daughter knowing knowing what what the boys can do Mm. jason's definitely the kind of dad who'd answer the door with a shotgun on the first date you know what i mean when the the guy comes to pick up the the daughter beware of father (laughs) right got it i don't know i think you know, now that he's here, I'm like excited to be able to kind of let him be the kind of dude that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to be able to kind of the, I don't want to say like necessarily learn from my mistakes or learn from some of the things that are were harder for me. I kind of just was like, I don't want to do that shit again. Like get it away from me. It wasn't necessarily like about him. I was like, mm-hmm. no dudes, like no, like about you know, it was about me. I was like, I can't, I don't want to have childhood again. And then it's like, well, it's not quite the same thing. It's not like I'm going. It's not like, what was that uh, Drew Barrymore movie where she goes back to like high school? Never been kissed. It's not like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be going to the school for like 10, 13. You would have to sort of relive these traumatic times through him, perhaps. Exactly. And I was just like horrified that that was going to have to happen. Now he's here and I'm like, what a delight. So like, we'll just, but even though, you know, know, you, you are now an adult person who's, who's very intelligent and sort of armed with the emotional knowledge to be able to handle all of that. Or would would you agree with that? I hope so. I mean, emotional (laughs) intelligence about the only thing I feel like I have. So yeah, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I got that. I think that I done. Okay. I mean, I've, you think I paid a lot for Rollins shirts? You should see how much my therapy has cost. Oh, hey, hey, baby! Um, Damn, yeah, he's getting these so. jokes off. I didn't know this was your little platform. Now this is our podcast, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you also mentioned living off of mangoes. Oh yeah, um, which kind of has like a little Steve Jobs energy, like a, a fruitarian type of vibe. Was, was oh, there is this? Go ahead. No, 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 please. I'm done. nothing i say will be will be constructive it'll just be a bad joke so you should continue no give me the joke i want to hear the joke i don't even have a joke i lost it now i'm sorry so what kind Um, of mango are you eating fresh mango or like dry no it's bodega mango like you know you go to the bodega and they have the case up in the front with all the chopped fruit Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i don't buy that i don't buy that yeah I did. So I would just eat that constantly. I'd go, come off the subway, buy a mango, go home. That was just for ease of use and and you like eating yeah, there mangoes. Was no ethos there. It was just like, mango, that's cool. I mean, if there was like some pineapple, I might grab that too every once in a while. <laughs> Lots of sugar in that. You know, you got to be careful. I was not spending a lot of time thinking about uh, health, I would say. But it felt like if I would eat a bunch of mango, like that would be better this is how it would be like, should I eat the mango or should I just eat ice cream? You know? And it was like, well, if I eat a giant tub of mango, that's got to be better than eating a pint of ice cream. So, well, you're let's right just about go with the mango. The logic is not bad there. I, I solid logic. That's solid. logic. Yeah. That's kind of how I was like, I've lived like a lesser of two evils kind of life, you know? Schnipper, what do you think about, um, Yeezy and gap, um, collaboration going on? 
uh, you know, I mean, that sounds fine. I don't know. I have like no <laughs> about it. Like, I just like, I mean, what is he going to make MAGA hats for Gap? Like, I don't, you know, like it's not. You know, yeah, there, my girlfriend a, was asking me about that. Like, have people sort of forgotten that he is a Trump supporter? Well, yeah. no. The whole the whole line of thinking now, guys. You guys must not be as logged on as me. Is that he's he's kind of saying he did that to get the president's ear, which worked. And that, but he's not really down for the Trumpito cause. Do you what believe did he that? tell him though? Works. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, guys. I'm not, I'm just giving you. Don't kill the messenger here. I know. I know. Kim. Kim Kardashian, of America, one of America's greatest celebrities, is on the front lines of, of jail reform. That's true. So, so people are saying like Kanye just tricked the president of the United States into thinking I don't that know they were if, friends. I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's saying that. I don't know if fans yeah, yeah, are saying yeah. that or if he's saying that. But it's, it is just being a, said. It's a it's a, pro, a possible scenario, which which I guess makes sense. I mean, I was a real hater on the Gap thing at first, but I actually think it could work as far as like sales go. Um, How much money do you think they paid him for that? Like, I bet he owns the company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, like the Gap was. Well, I mean, I know. I mean, it was pretty well documented. The Gap was steering on the edge of you know just going away um, if they didn't get a bailout. So I feel like they had to throw a hail mary. Um, mm. And it's. I mean, look, the stock went up thirty percent that day or more. So that's incredible. It worked in that way. I mean, they're getting some bad press because of the Telfar side of it, because they had a collaboration with Telfar and they hadn't paid him. And they just like basically stopped responding to his emails and then announced a Kanye collaboration. Um, yeah, that's whack. Very bad form. Like that's really shitty. And also like, why can't you just do both? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure what you're paying Telfar, especially like an important small brand, you're paying him pennies compared to what you're paying Kanye. So like, what's the issue, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think it'll um I, I just uh I'm just I'm tired of Kanye in general. I don't want to hear about him anymore. You know, I think it's funny, did you either of you guys watch the Arthur Jaffa film that was streaming online this weekend in the last few days? The Love is the Message, the Method Message is Death? No, it's still <laughs> up though, until the end of the weekend, right? Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, you should yeah, watch it yeah, if you yeah, can, yeah. which it's you know, it's an incredible uh collage film. It's about eight minutes long. Um, of scenes from black life and black yeah. black death, so, so it, it's incredibly moving. But it is it's soundtracked by Kanye, um, and it's Ultra Light Beam. And it, you, I hadn't listened to Ultra Light Beam in you know I don't know a year or so probably. Mm-hmm. And what an incredibly moving song! It sort of is like it made you just be almost more mad at Kanye that he could make such incredibly beautiful moving stuff, mm-hmm. and then be just like a MAGA bozo. It's just like, how, like, what are we, what are you doing, man? It's really, I feel the same way sad. about Roseanne. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's a, she's funny as fuck. No. Um, but yeah, that, that is th- true. I think Kanye is all of making incredible music. It just depends on if he feels like it or not. Like, I yeah. think he could, I, you know what I mean? I think he's just in that way, but unfortunately, he's do you think he has an, another, else. do you think he has another, um, amazing record in him? One more? I think he's got another drive slow, homie. You know, um, that's um, your that's your pull. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think that it's just it's all a mental. It's all like a mindset thing for him. I think you know. So if he's yeah. if he's making affordable clothes for the Gap, then the music will suffer. You know? um, I don't. What is he gonna make? I just hope he. Ne- I mean, musically. 
Yeah, for the gap, I'm curious. Like, if you guys give me like the expert, yeah, I mean, I what think, am I walking a gap? What's, what am I going to see? <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think he wants to make really a Yeezy, basically, like it, sweats and you know the basics that he was making before. Boris point, I think he wants to just democratize that and make for for everyone. And, you know, in some ways commendable. Um, and I think he also worked at the Gap, you know, when he was younger. Circle. Oh, yeah, spaceships. Um, he sings that we've about that on spaceships. Yeah, so it's like, I think that's part of it, too. Um, the whole story is really good. I mean... You Wait, is the Adidas make, deal done? Or no? Uh, I imagine that Adidas will continue to do footwear. You know what I mean? Oh, um, and, okay. and maybe. I Oh, I'm sure Adidas is probably like, we've given this man again. So, like, sure, Gap, take... Yeah, we would love for you to deal with this shit. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, I'll, I, while we have you, you know, I really want to talk about the pitchfork review process. Ooh, okay. It's such an interesting thing that I feel like, you know, 20 years later still kind of matters, um, you know. Uh, at, yeah. at least, and and some of the classics, you know, the the Jet the jet review with the pissing monkey. Um, Oh yeah. Legendary stuff. So can you tell me like, what's, (laughs) what's the process for that? Like, how does it work? And, and how do they, how do you decide who's going to write it? And is it, is it, is it, is it a democratic process or is it kind of like we hand this record to somebody and they write it and they give it a number and they do it? Oh man. Well, so, um, all, all of those things, I think it depends on a little bit on the record, but I mean, let's take maybe something that's, um, Let's say let's say Machine Gun Kelly has a new record out. <laughs> oh man. Did you really like Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly got really mad at me. I wrote about this once. I once like <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly really wanted to be this is not an answer to your question, Chris, but like Machine Gun Kelly once wanted to be in the fader really bad and they would kept emailing and emailing and emailing. And finally, I was like, he's just, I don't foresee a time when, like, we're going to put Machine Kelly in the face. <laughs> I don't foresee a time. <laughs> and and I, the only reason I remember it was that word is because I spelled foresee incorrectly. Um, and he screenshotted this email. I think it was his manager who was sending this. And he put this email in his music video and then told all of his fans. He tweeted and was just like, send that guy email and tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, Whoa, that's worse, so, than, that's worse than Nicki Minaj. Half of them sent me emails that were like, you don't know how to spell for C and you're an editor. <laughs> like, Go fuck yourself. Uh, so I have, I have a lot of, which is, a, a, I, you, you wouldn't think that, um, MGK hive would have such a literary dig like that. It would be, yeah, it'd be yeah. more of just like, fuck you, man. And your mom is fat and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of those too, for sure. We covered it all. So let's pick a non Machine Gun Kelly record to review. Let's say like there's a new, uh, you know, Dirty Projectors album or something. Pretty. Oh wow, we're really, really, really pandering to the crowd. Okay, we, no one. I mean, we're talking about Dirty Projectors. I know. I know. What is someone? Pick- all right. So what is someone? Do they listen to Machine Gun Kelly? Uh, probably. Unfortunately, no. Um, oh, I think oh. that no. Let's I think say that, like think 1975s, what, maybe. That's what I like. That's the most interesting to me because Pitchfork now. And maybe has always, and I just didn't realize it, but reviews these big records and makes them sound more important than they are sometimes. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and gives them this gravity that, like, the 1975 record is fine, but, like, it was it was just poured over. So that is a good example. Yeah. So 1975, I think, you know, that's a band that I think was really beloved by Pitchfork staff. I'm honestly not a huge 1975 fan, but, like, 
respect if that's what you're into. I think there would be a conversation about like, what do we feel like, you know, who's like, what's the kind of, what's the, what's the vibe on the record basically? Is it good? Is it bad? (laughs) People like who likes it? And then, you know, probably somebody on staff would, would write it. We have a conversation before that person would write it and say, you know, what kind of score do you think? Like, what's the range you think this would get? We've kind of talked about the score range. Um, for a big record like that, where we know people are going to be, a lot of people are even looking at it. We'd have a lot of conversations about what the score was going to be and yeah. what that, you know, what that person thought about the album, you know, cause if, if everybody in the office thinks it's great, except for one person, you know, we wouldn't probably give it that one person that, that you know, the record to review that record mm-hmm. to review most likely. Um, so then there would be a lot of kind of conversations back and forth. I think one of the things that happened in the past, um, you know, probably like 10, you know, maybe like well, not six, seven, eight years ago, you sometimes would be like, this record is, you read something, it's like, this record is incredible, I love it, whatever, it's the best record I've ever heard, and then the score would be like a four. And you'd be like, there's always <laughs> yes. some like kind of cognitive dissonance between those things that would make you kind of scratch your head. Like, one thing we tried to stop was was that, was try to make things kind of feel like they made some sense. But that also yeah. meant like for records that were like, hey, check out this like crazy free jazz piano record that we're like, someone pitches us on, and we're like, that sounds interesting, like, the writer for that is going to say, I think that record is an eight. And we, we just kind of have to trust them. Like we may get to listen to it once or twice, but we're not going to go as deep as they do. So in that yeah, case, yeah. it's not a democratic process. It's just like, Oh, Chris, like you think that's awesome. Like, all right, we're going to say that it's awesome. I see. So for the big boys, it's a little more of a round table to start. And then when it's some yeah. new shit, it's like, go do your thing. Writer. That's exactly right. My favorite though, the thing that I would love that I was always like trying to do is when it was some neat shit. And I would try to be like, this is awesome. It has to be a big record. Let's make it a, get a good score. Let's give it best new music. I'm like trying to kind of rally people around stuff in the office. Yeah. So when you, you can kind of like take the small thing and make it big, that was the best moment. Do you think the, do you think the review, does it carry the weight it carried 10 years ago? Um, you know, it's, I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I, do, I mean, do, I mean, not, I mean, no. I mean more. The, no, a, the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. No. In a general sense, I mean, I think the industry still looks at it, obviously, because that's kind of who it's for in some ways. Um, but I think for the, I think the general reader probably flips through and looks at the looks at the numbers and the best new mm-hmm. music. I don't know how deeply they're reading the actual text. People get excited when the score matches with their opinion, so it yeah, matters sure. as kind of a confirmation. And then if it doesn't match, they trust it and they're like, awesome, Pitchfork liked it. I also liked it. And then if we Pitchfork didn't like it and they like it, then they're kind of like, well, Pitchfork is stupid and they don't get it. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, does, it didn't yeah. have that kind of like, does that sound out? You're like, I've had that experience. Perfect. Yeah, yeah um, that's great. So like it, that's kind of what it did. So we always kind of knew we were going up against that whenever we would talk about something. But you know, in the past, you know, you you would read about records and not hear them for you know forever. It was impossible yeah, to hear true. them. That's a that's a good point. So people now read stuff kind of as a companion. You know, like when I watch a movie, I read the review after, and I'm like, oh, that made me understand it this way. Like, thank you, yeah, Darkest. Yeah. You know, so they do that in the same way. I don't think as many people read a thing and are like. Oh, Pitchfork said it's bad, so I'll never listen to it. They're like, Pitchfork said it's bad. Let me go check out and see how I disagree. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was the, the, the I guess the Fiona Apple was was one that I was like, this ain't a ten, guys. Sorry, you got this one wrong. <laughs> um, but how many how many tens are there? Isn't it? I mean, first of all, did, you didn't. Who wrote the and you will notice by the trail of the dead ten? That's classic. Oh gosh, that's a classic. I don't, I don't know who wrote that. That was definitely a. 
You know, was that the one that had? There was one really good Trail of Dead song. The, there's the there's no regrets. there is that no Trail good. of Dead song that deserves a ten though. There was no, one good song. Not. I agree. I agree. There was one good song. It was a different time. Well, if I could make a list of my mistakes and regret that song, if I yes. put, put your name on top and every line after it, that song was really good. They have they had a couple slaps, but I love that that's that <laughs> is the I love that and, and you will know us by the Trail of the Dead record hangs in the hallowed halls of tens. I just think that's oh, very man. funny. No, it is. Oh, I'm looking it up now. Okay, no, with Matt Lemay. It was source ca- source tags and codes. Mm. This is the album. It's taking nothing. Sa- nothing sounds more 2007 than that album title. Yeah, this. I'm. Uh, I don't know. It says if you listen to this, you'll never ever be the same. You will never ever be the same. Is the last line. That's cool. Did you Did you give out a ten in your time? To Fiona Apple, that was the end of it. Yeah, no, that was the only ten I was there for for a new album. Really, that's fucking crazy. I think me blonde is the one thing I think like retro like should have been a ten. That was it, like I think a nine point two, and that was a big discussion. But like that's that's the you know a perfect ten to me for sure. I also, I we don't we don't have it. We don't have two hours for me to talk about Frank Ocean, so we'll just keep <laughs> we'll just keep moving. Okay, past that's that. fine. I also I thought Lana Del Rey's album should have been a ten. I I uh, my vote there was like let's just give this a ten for sure. Her, what did her most get? her most recent album? Yeah, I think it got Norman fucking Rockwell that album. It got that's lit in the nines for sure, but not a ten. Damn. I think that's an amazing album. Perfect album. I'm, wow. I got to, you know what? I, it's my podcast, but I still feel like I got to hold my tongue. <laughs> Let me hear it. Let me hear it. No, I just think that Lana Del Rey is fine. I think Frank Ocean is fine. I, I just don't get Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I think all of them have peaked already. What's a 10? What's a recent 10 to you? I'm curious. I don't even know if there is a recent 10. That's the problem. I mean. Oh, wow. My recent 10 ain't going to be anything. I mean, the Phoebe Bridgers is really good. That's not a 10, though. Um, not a 10. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I also understand the review process is like, you know, you have to give 10 sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's part of the whole deal. You can't, you know, there are things that someone is going to be, are going to be considered perfect, and that should be given that that title, you know. Right. Um, but it had been It had been like six years in between 10s. Yeah, no, I mean, that's why that's why I think it's interesting how serious it's taken when I thought I mean, I think that the Fiona Apple record, which I'm a fan of her. I think it's like not good. Actually, I would say it's like a a six. You know what I mean? Like and I love all the press and I think she's so interesting, but it just sounds like kind of like an art teacher with her friends. It doesn't it doesn't I don't know. It's it's not I don't know. I can't I can't explain it. I listen to it a lot. I disagree. Because I was like, what am I not getting here? You know what I mean? But I might not have the right, you know. I, you're a professional, bro. I'm just some guy. I mean. I don't think you're spiritual I, enough, Neither Chris. of us have jobs in muta criticism right now, so, you know. <laughs> 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 All right, when you put it that way, we're, we're just two guys, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, what, do you, what do you think is, is your ideal future next steps now that you're a free agent? I mean, uh I mean, I'm going to hang out with this baby mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, maybe Henry Rollins needs an archivist or something. That would be cool. <laughs> are there, are there any, we'll any, any more long-term writing goals perhaps? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to write more. I don't know. People seem to like the, uh, the, the 
thing where I talked about how I was in pain forever. So maybe I'll keep doing that. I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll just keep <laughs> digging into my personal my personal bag of tricks. I loved it. Out. I loved it. I, I, loved yeah, it I think I think you should keep oh, pushing thanks. in that direction. Yeah, people like you know. I think I'll 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 keep writing. Most of it's just like I actually. So a long time ago, what I was like. I was like, okay, I'm going to write a encyclopedia. That was my goal. Um, cause I couldn't, I couldn't think about one thing without thinking about a hundred million other things. So I was like, well, I just, I, I got to write about everything. Are you a Virgo? Um, yes, actually. Okay. Gang, gang, baby. Welcome to the club. Wow. Amazing. Uh, look, look, if you're short and a Virgo, we give you a pass, baby. So welcome to the gang. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then I was like, it's not feasible to write an encyclopedia. So then for a little while, I was like, I'll just, instead of writing an encyclopedia, I will write a book about, I love, I've written a lot about Lil Peep. So I was like, I'll write about Lil Peep, but then I'll just, then when I tried to put that together, it was like an encyclopedia, but like through the lens of Lil Peep, which is not a book, um, it turns out. <laughs> so when so, you when you said write an encyclopedia, do you just mean like a straight up general encyclopedia or an encyclopedia on a specific subject? No, I'm the 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 first. I actually just, so I, just I actually the A to Z of, of the world. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, I had forgotten I had written so much, and I like pulled the file out recently. I was like, oh my god, like because I was just going through old writing after like well, you know after I was like, what do I have laying around in here? And I was like, oh dude, like this is like it was like encyclopedias. Like I had written about cancer. I wrote I wrote about like you know I wrote about like I I wrote about dating. I wrote about like you know. I wrote about going to the doctor. I wrote everything you could ever, like, anything I would think about. You know what I actually wrote a lot about? Because it was when she was really popular. It's like, I wrote about Ronda Rousey. And then I was talking what about USC fuck? fighting for a little while. What the fuck? Of all, the just things, like, of all the things you were going to say, Ronda oh. Rousey was not where I saw that going. She, she was, was very popular. Remember she, she hosted very, no, SNL? She That's yeah, so I was crazy. Like, yeah, you're right. So, I was like, there's, you know, is it happening? I guess I need to cover it in my encyclopedia. Like, that's, that was basically how I thought about it. I didn't oh. want to do it, but Rousey, her, her star was shining too bright to ignore him. That's exactly correct. She really bombed that SNL. I remember I was sad for her. Well, she's a UFC fighter. I mean, I don't think that there. Her timing was absolute fucking shit. <laughs> she's awesome, though. <laughs> she, uh, she trains in Glendale. Oh, that's is, cool. Is it, you already did that. that. Yeah, 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 you can read about it in the encyclopedia. <laughs> well, Release why am I telling it. you this? I think you should put, I think, can you put up the Ronda Rousey section of the encyclopedia on Patreon and see how it does? Yeah, I'll find that part. Well, at one I point, think, I was like, then I was like, should I pivot and just start writing Ronda Rousey fan fiction? I was like, that should be a good idea, but I never actually did it. I mean, that's where the real money's at. Definitely. That's a that's fan a, fiction? Yeah, well, <laughs> Ronda Rousey fan fiction specifically. Only fan uh, fiction. Geez. Is she is she canceled? <laughs> Fucking probably. Is she? I don't know. I actually haven't thought about her for a while. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> uh, guys, I got to run. Um, it is it has been a pleasure, Matt, to have you on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. No, please, honestly, I, I I've loved your work, and um, I'm happy to see where it goes now that you have a little more freedom. Uh, and you know. Uh, you're you're going to be on the front line of dad writing, so I, we look forward to That's seeing how, probably that, true. how that develops. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell people. I did ask they... GQ if they wanted to hear about circumcision decisions, and they were like, "That's probably not one going to work." So hit me well, up if you want to hear about what happened with my baby's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you're, the headline rhymes very well. It does. That's true. Tell tell people where they can find you on the on the World Wide Web. 
Uh, I mean, I guess I'm what on Twitter. Yeah, probably Twitter. I guess just Twitter at at Matt Schnipper. Yeah, Got I don't it. Know. People should just call me. I guess if they need me. I don't know. Yeah, you're great. Yeah, I like that. Two hundred two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm around. I don't and, know. If, and if I'm you're on, listening I'm to this, make sure you uh, make sure you read his his story in GQ about naming his baby after Henry Rollins. It is it is really amazing. Thank you for joining us, bro. We'll talk to you Thanks, soon, Jason. man. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Be well, guys. Later. Later, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.